Now back to the Dana Barrett Show here on WGST. Breaking news just before we came on the air this afternoon. The Trump campaign now taking legal steps against Omarosa saying she is in breach of her 2016 non-disclosure agreement that she signed with the campaign. Joining me now on the phone to talk about all things NDA is one of our faves, Amanda Farahani uh, from Barrett and Farahani, uh, the law firm that uh, looks out for employees and all of their uh, their issues. You get justice at work from them. I love that uh, slogan. Amanda, how are you today? I'm good, Dan. How are you doing? You know, um, I'm good. This topic of NDAs has bubbled up uh, before, but you know, this time it's complicated because it looks like there are a couple different NDAs they're talking about. There's one that Omarosa. Uh, allegedly signed for the campaign. I think she admits to having signed that. And then one that she was, uh, was, you know, tried, I don't want to say forced, but they tried to force her to sign one apparently for her White House job and she did not sign it. So right. does the one from, in your in your view, does the one from the campaign still hold even though she's talking more about her White House job? You know, the NDAs are really about contracts. So you can put anything in a contract. Somebody can agree to what's in the contract. So without knowing what her contract says about what's limited, then it's hard to say. But what we know is that you can't contract away things when you're dealing with the government. The government is for the people, by the people. And that means that the people are allowed to know what's going on in our government. And so it's okay to say when you're in a private campaign, there are things you can't talk about, but it's totally different to say once you get into a situation where you're working for the government that you're not allowed to talk about what happened then. Okay, so if I'm trying to make sense of that, that would that would make me believe that as long as she didn't give away secrets of the campaign, she would still be good to go. Of course, we haven't read the contract, but based on right. that logic, right? Yeah, that would be my takeaway from it, too. What? And I'm sure she's gotten good counsel before she's come forward and talked. I I am sure you are right about that. Uh, <laughs> absolutely. So one of the clauses that I thought was interesting that uh, has been kind of talked about in the media a little bit is this idea that not only were they not supposed to talk about campaign secrets, but they were also not supposed to, I think the words were like, disparage and demean or demean anyone, Trump or anyone in his family, something like that. Right, um, right. Where's the line there with free speech and, you know, versus what a, a contract to not say something? Well, I mean, again, if you're taking away the, the sides being part of the government, two people can always make a decision that they're not going to say bad things about each other. Uh, I'd be surprised to see, however, that Trump also agreed not to say bad things about her when he made her agree not to say bad things about him. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, he obviously doesn't care about that because he literally called her a dog today, among other things. Um, right. But this is another question. I mean, those words aren't the words disparage and demean a little bit up for interpretation. I mean, I know they are as just a regular person, but legally, are they up for interpretation? Sure, they are, of course. I mean, there's there are things that are truthful that are bad. There are things that are untruthful. And the law already protects against untruthful Things. There's slander and defamation of character if that happens, right. unless you're in a position, a government official. But, um, but on the other hand, you know, trying to go beyond that is really just trying to cover up what's happening. Yeah. Um, so in other words, in my mind, you know, if she's just if she's telling the truth and she's saying, 
uh, and in other words, slander or libel cannot be proven. She's just saying, here's what happened. Here's what he said to me. That's not right. disparaging or demeaning. If that's, that's, you know, just because I find him, you know, gross or because of that, that's not her <laughs> fault. Right. <laughs> right. Right. The fact that those things are true and also reflect poorly on him does not mean that she's necessarily disparaging him. Right. For example, if she called him a dog, one might say that that's disparaging. Right. Funny how that is. Funny yeah. how that is. Um, so there's this interesting um, idea, and you and you mentioned this already with an NDA between how that works with a private citizen working for a company versus a government employee. So, mm-hmm. so technically, the way I'm understanding what you're saying, Amanda, is that government employees really can't be held to an NDA. Correct. Correct, because they are they are again for the people, by the people, of the people, and as the people, the government works for us, and so we're allowed to know what's happening. By our employees. Right. Unless it's like classified information and that's that, right? Right. Sure. When you're talking, but that's different than saying, don't say bad things about me. Right. Sure. And, and so, but it sounds like, and again, I think a lot of this is not for sure, but it sounds like the Trump administration has, at least Omarosa is saying that they were, that they were asked in the capacity of their White House jobs to sign NDAs. So is that a problem? Well, I mean, I, I think we're seeing that it's a problem. I mean, what Trump wants to do is ensure that no one is talking about him poorly so that he can come out and say that he's this great president that everybody adores. But right. the reality of it is what we're starting to hear over and over again from people who work there. Right. So I guess my question is, if I'm one of those aides and I'm now disgruntled, I don't like it there anymore, and I've signed one of these NDAs, do I have legal recourse to say that, you know, there is something, you know, not only to break the NDA that I signed because I shouldn't it shouldn't be held up anyway, but also to go after the administration and say you forced me into something that isn't legal? Well, you couldn't go after them to say you forced me into it. You could just ignore it if it's not legal. You're not required to, to follow something that is not legal. So I want to there. Uh, Omarosa talked a little bit about uh, the situation in which she was asked to sign uh, the government NDA. And I want to play it for you, Amanda, and, and get your take on it. One of the biggest examples is this NDA that they came to us with and said that we couldn't talk about certain things that we saw. They wanted us to sign it and they wanted to use that to kind of put fear in us to if we saw things to not blow the whistle. And they demanded that everyone sign that. They didn't allow us to take it to lawyers to review. They wouldn't even allow us to email it, particularly to my lawyer. They said I had to sign it in the room right there and then and there. And I thought that that certainly was unethical, if not illegal. So uh, I want to focus specifically, Amanda, on that practice of asking people, and again, this is alleged, we don't know if it's true, but of asking people to sign a document without allowing them to have their own lawyer review it, without allowing them to take it and take time to review it, to do it right there while they're sitting in the room. Does that hold up? Yeah, there's not anything specifically illegal about that, um, I think, but what you can tell from that is the intent of what's happening, which is to put people into a position where they are fearing for their job, their safety, um, and to threaten people with legal recourse if they step out of line and don't do things the way that the administration wants them to. And that's illegal, forcing people to waive their rights to whistleblower, to come forward about illegal conduct, or to um, in any way prohibit them from being able to talk about that to any agency. All of that is illegal. 
Yeah. Okay. So I know we we always like to when you and I talk about these kinds of things. By the way, Amanda Farahani on the phone with us uh, from Barrett and Farahani. If you're just joining us, and we're talking about the legality of NDAs overall. And so, Amanda, if you, if you find yourself in this situation as a private citizen, you get a new job and you are brought into a room and asked to sign an NDA in that same way that Omarosa described. You know, you can't leave the room, you can't send it to your lawyer, you can't take it with you, um, and you need the job, let's just say. You can't get up and walk out and leave the job. What do you do? Do you sign it and then call a lawyer? What, what's the best thing to do in that circumstance? Yeah, I would say in that circumstance, sign it and then call a lawyer. Because, okay. you know, they could fire you, but on the other hand, if it's not a legal NDA, they can't keep you to it. And so that's really where you want to go is make sure you keep the job, but then, you know, and I would say at that point, be wary because anybody who is going to be keeping people under an NDA like this oftentimes has something to hide. And so if you're starting a new company that's already telling you we're hiding everything that you learned that's here, you really want to question why. Yeah. Um, The last thing I want to ask you about is there's some uh, reports that that they were, you know, told to sign this NDA, but in the same breath also told these White House aides that it wasn't going to be enforced and not to worry about it. Just go ahead and sign it. It's just to make the president feel better. So my question is, you know, if if someone tells you something like that verbally while they're asking you to sign a written contract, does their, you know, conversation in that moment stand up in court? Does that is that something that can be used, you know, to defend the person if they break that NDA? Well, I think that definitely is something that could be used in court and to talk about it. Um, And my guess is in that situation, you had people who were advising on what the law actually is. So you sign this, but it's not enforceable. Right. Um, And it's not, you know, again, because it's a government issue as opposed to a private citizen issue. Got it. Okay. So so that the reports that it's not enforceable for White House aides is is fact. And so they could sign anything they want. If it's not enforceable, it's irrelevant, essentially. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. Fascinating. Look, always great to get your uh, take on this kind of stuff, Amanda, because, you know, I can only guess and you actually know. So I really do appreciate (laughs) that. Thanks again. Absolutely. Great to talk to Dana. Always. Uh, Again, that was Amanda Farahani, uh, partner with uh, Barrett Farahani. Uh, They uh, defend employees for all all kinds of things. And so always great to get her take on it uh, from that side uh, and from the legal side of the world. So.